react if I had to Put some things in the past to And don't let them distract you But react if you have to I'll react if I had to Put some things in the past to And don't let them distract you But react if you have to React if you have to Don't know the time, boy What's up, guys? Panoffs Anonymous, episode 25. We're here. With uh, featuring uh, Jeff the, the Liberal Allen. That's and, right. Uh, and, and Chris the Asshole Panda. <laughs> I've been called worse. Either way, we could both be assholes. Yeah, that's true. Anybody. I bet everybody really can. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Jeff, I, I just, you know. Hi, happy Saturday. It's Saturday morning, and That's I right. see you're at uh, at the gathering in Maplewood. Yep, I'm here, um, getting ready for tomorrow. Working on a working on a Saturday. God bless you, <laughs> um, Jeff. It's Facebook official. Is it, can it be That's podcast right. official? Yeah, it's podcast official. We are. Uh, well, my wife and I are expecting. We're gonna have a kid. <laughs> he knocked her up. Our first kid. Jeff lost his virginity. <laughs> We've been married for 10 years uh, next you guys, week. You guys are great, man. Congratulations. Uh, I, I have been stoked about about this, and I'm going to tell you, um, I, I'm not good at secrets, so I'm glad I, you know, just it's, you told everybody, and I, and I don't, I didn't know, uh, they, uh, they say, I've told this before in the podcast, I get this from my old man, like, like those are the secrets that you got to, uh-oh, pond off, but. You know, when it comes to like recovery shit, I'm 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 a locked you know steel trap, a, right? A, a bank vault. But like when it comes to like family news, man, I they always <laughs> they called my old man telegraph, telephone, teletommy. <laughs> my my mom used to call him Rona Barrett because I think uh, that was like a famous gossip columnist back in the <laughs> fucking day. That's so yeah, like like you could you could you can trust me with the with the serious shit, but um, but like something like that, I I, just, I I get so fucking excited. I like you know yeah, want to call everybody. So so this is great. It's official. Yep. You Brit Brittany doing well? Is she um? She does she hate you? Does she is she starving? What's what's going on with she's, the? With she's Brittany? doing great. She hates me a little more than normal sometimes, sure. but uh, <laughs> uh, she you know it's hard for me when she says I want to go get ice cream. Sometimes I need to not get ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Wow, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I, you and me both. <laughs> but uh, she's doing really really well. So yeah, man, we're super pumped. Uh, the due date right now, they moved it on us is christmas day <laughs> nice jesus baby so that's jesus i'm hoping that it's not actually on christmas because what a terrible birthday yeah um i know a couple well one of my one of my closest friends is a christmas baby yeah chris and she's like you know sometimes she gets a little uh sideways with jesus that she has to share you know <laughs> share with he gets all the he gets all the fucking spotlight yeah for real <laughs> so aaron i always remember you on on Christmas, you know what's good for us men, Jeff, is that <clears throat> when the when you your wife is pregnant and she hates you, you can always 
just blame it on her pregnancy emotions and then you won't have to take any responsibility or accountability. So, <laughs> Yes, that's right, for sure. Right. And I'm sure the women that, yeah, right, like there's any girls listening to this podcast, but if there were, would just love to hear me fucking mansplain shit. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see how, how it goes after, you know, she has the kid and when she still hates me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then you might have to start looking in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. You, you have, I guess, you know, I, how so if Christmas, you have uh, six, seven months of uh, it's not your fault. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I heard they get normal again, like halfway through and then get crazy again. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that's guys. That's, that's Jeff Allen, the, the, the Jeff the liberal that said that. For, yeah, that if was the case. There are any women that uh, are listening? Real open-minded guy over here. <laughs> right, you're right. Um, well, congratulations, man. That's uh, thank you. That's pretty awesome shit, and um, couldn't be happier for you guys. Um, how does it feel during uh, you know the the virus shit um, now? It, I, I can imagine that you uh, you you immediately like go into this other realm of of worry and caring for now more than just you and Brittany. Like, is that is that accurate? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but she's a real strong person, so like I feel super. <laughs> she just is. So I feel like super secure in it. You know what I yeah. mean? So uh, yeah, she, she's probably she's more worried about me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, good, man. We're uh, praying for y'all and excited as fuck for this. So, Thank you. Um, give her my best. I uh, saw she posted something about food on on Facebook last night. So That's I right. Through a dancing pregnant gif, and it was pretty <laughs> appropriate for. I, I usually am not appropriate on her posts. Yeah. She yeah she she's uh, into we we had to make so she doesn't even like Chinese food but we had to make Chinese Singapore noodles is what we made and egg rolls oh. so. She doesn't like Chinese food? No, but I guess she likes wow. it homemade. I don't know. She doesn't like the carry-on right. kind. Dude, you brought up ice cream. I fucking spent $100, literally, after tip, $100 on a Postmate Cold Stone Creamery order yes, last <laughs> night. <laughs> did you get, did I, you get some ice cream insane. cakes? Actually, no. I got the ice cream cakes, what makes it all add up. So I thought... <laughs> yeah, no. I, I got the, like... Car, like they have a family size like it looks like a thing of briars ice cream or blue bunny that you buy yeah. at the store and they make it for you and i got one of like two of those and then ashley and charlie because i wanted i it, i it's cool like you can have some and then which is so fucking stupid of me and my waistline and my fat assness <laughs> that now i have like two I had like four bites because I was stuffed after dinner, and now it's in the freezer waiting for me all weekend. But this is a celebratory weekend. Yeah. So um, I'm going to let loose this weekend and next weekend, I think. Uh, this weekend, we are having, we're getting, uh, Charlie's getting baptized on Sunday. Awesome. And, like, uh, and it's such a different world, right? You're, it, and for those of us, those of that listening that don't know, like Jeff is at the, they have a, we have a bigger church, um, I would call it the headquarter church, the mothership at, <laughs> in Maplewood um, uh, in St. Louis. Uh, we go to a, the, the church site of the gathering in Clayton, and it's a smaller building, smaller church. Um, we love it, but so that's not where Jeff's sitting. And because it's smaller, there's so it's just restrictions. So it's really right. not even, and since we're doing church online still through 
I think I saw an email from Matt, uh, the lead pastor, last night that probably through middle July at the at the earliest. Right. Or if, uh, at least up until then. So that being said, we're going to watch church Sunday, um, which has been cool. You guys do a great fucking job on that, man. Thank you we, so much. Um, it's the music's great. We sit down and it's part of the routine and it, we've had to all make new routines through this shit. And, and for a guy like me, it's, uh, you know, it's imperative to have some, some routine even to like, I'd rather be OCD about my routines than fucking wasted stumbling down fucking Lockwood Avenue. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. um, so it's been cool. Great. So we're going to do that Sunday morning and then, all go like me and Ashley and Charlie, my mom, they have Charlie's great grandparents. Um, and we're going to meet Evie at the church at 11 and do it. And, uh, and it is just, it is what it is. We, you know, obviously wish we could do it because Charlie, I don't, to, to our knowledge has not been baptized for those of you that are maybe checking this out or uh, don't know the story. Um, Ashley, my wife, um, and I are, licensed foster parents in the state of Missouri and Charlie was our first placement actually uh in April of 2017 and as uh his case progressed in the reunification efforts uh with his biological parents didn't um come to fruition uh, as hard as that can be we we adopted him uh in January of of this year 2020 and he's he'll be seven in October so um we're gonna, you know, get get him baptized a natural thing, and then when we found out Evie was leaving, the site pastor over in Clayton, um, we were actually she did our wedding, or she like was at our adoption in the courtroom and prayed over the courtroom. The judge was awesome and let her do that, and uh, we wanted her to be a part of it. And she's gonna be a guest coming up. Um, I, I'm excited for that one because uh, Evie and I have a pretty pretty cool relationship. She's, I mean. She's my first female pastor, mm-hmm. and it's no different to me because I, I, I grew up, you know, God-fearing and, and religious and in a way that I knew who Jesus was, and but practicing, no. I mean, I, I wasn't going to church on Sundays, um, and I would just identify as a Catholic because that's just what I knew. I was baptized Catholic, and I, like I said before, I now refer to myself as a recovering Catholic, but... Um, <laughs> God bless the Catholics. I just, it's not my deal. Um, anymore. I, so when I started going to church after I got sober, you know, I just show up and whoever the fuck's preaching, that's my pastor. And I, I, I think it's supposed to work like this. Like if I got some hard ass questions, you know, I can ask them and not pay, uh, you know, 80 bucks a fucking hour copay <laughs> for a therapist. Although they, you yeah. know, they, they'll sit, you know, they pass the basket, but, um, for sure. But I've had, so I, I don't know, I just kind of, something about, I was talking with Ashley about this last night, something about getting sober and realizing I needed help with things. You know, I can't do it all on my own and and I need God's help and who better to go to. I mean, I've I've had some, been blessed with like, you know, Noah Miofsky for a long time, but also with Matt Fulmer. He was, I want to have him on too one day. He, he plugged a gap and, and still is a, dear friend I, I love him like a brother but he fucking he's a pastor at the church too and him and i uh 
Yeah, he really helped cradle me from early sobriety, and uh, and he challenged the fuck out of me on, on a lot of a lot of things, ways I used to think, and I haven't changed completely, you know. But uh, when you sit down and listen to people and respect them, it's amazing how you can uh, you understand people where they're coming from and they think differently than you about some certain, you know, obviously political shit. Mm-hmm. Social shit, whatever the fuck it is. Um, but, but yeah, so then, then when Evie took over the site at, at Clayton, um, you know, I had known her from being around the church. I kind of worked uh, that, like we did like a church-wide wiffle ball tournament that I helped oh, yeah. organize that she was leading. So I got to know her then and uh, she's a, uh, She's just incredibly, you know, just one of the smartest human beings I've met and uh, shows up for her people and, like, um, is great, you know, really good friends with Ashley. And is this, yeah, she's a pastor, but she's also, that's one thing about Miyoski and Fulmer, like, they're normal people. Like, right. You know, that struggle with shit, too, and collaboration is, is awesome and they're available. So, So, yeah, I'm excited to have her on. Um, before she leaves and she's doing the baptism and uh, that was real important to Ashley and I and uh, she's the pastor Charlie's known who the, that's what it's all about so so we need to get that water on him to make sure he's covered so when he goes through his teenage years of hating his parents hating God wrecking his fucking car you know trying to turn into a fucking stoner um, drunk asshole that we got him <laughs> stamped he's good right that's, that's how it works right <laughs> i think so i think that's how it works it's in the bible yeah. somewhere somewhere um so you kind of segue in from that like and I, I hit on it on on how i was talking about listening and how i've learned personally and grown i think it's safe to say that my story's a story of personal growth and it's not i'm not patting myself on the back i know that's unbecoming uh, i'm the most self-deprecating motherfucker on the planet okay and i don't have it all right ever that's one thing i uh, i said last week when we talked about the hard shit that you know the person that you respect and care about or even the person that you don't it, it that you don't know and you're arguing with and shit there there's probably a good chance that they're not 100 percent wrong 100 percent of the time right right so I can tell you that I don't have it all figured out 100% of the time. That's that's one that's a fact of life and um and I error and I I fuck up um and I've surrounded myself with a good group of people that can that I re, that I that can call me on it that I won't shut down and 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 you know blow steam in my house by motherfucking them up and down the with the wall um those three pastors are on that on you know on that you know pond off committee if you will <laughs> and it's helped uh there's you know other people too that d- don't uh, aren't aligned with their thinking on on certain things you know nobody is 100% together on that shit mm-hmm. on anything and you can name you can plug in anything here i'm not just talking about the uh fucking race war or the or the or the virus or the, the Trump versus Biden shit or the last four years or the last 12 years. I'm not, you just, you can plug any of that stuff into what I'm talking about and it all, all applies. And 
right. and the point I'm trying to make is that when you sit down and you listen and you have conversations and you come into it realizing that you have everybody has room to grow and and digging heels in does nothing but you know it's just a fucking false starter it it's a non starter when your when your heels are dug in and um there's been years of of going to a predominantly liberal church um of and, and still there's i i don't align myself 100% with everything that's said like but yeah, what I don't do is hear something I don't like and fucking run and say, fuck them and, and roll. I'm done with them. Fuck them. You know, I hear that so much. And and Jeff, you being a part of a church or the church and working for churches has, probably have a lot more experience in that shit than I do. Mm, yeah. Um, especially the old place you, you went to. No. Yeah. <laughs> no names. No names attached. Yeah. I had to run from that. <laughs> Well, and that, but that was a buildup of shit. It wasn't like, you know, I mean, yeah, if somebody, if somebody, I guess don't hear what I'm not saying. Like if, in that case, there was some, some yeah. real philosophical differences that weren't, wasn't just, you heard something in a pew and said, go fuck yourself. I'm leaving them. I, am I right there? Like there was, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. from uh, what you told fact, me, there was conversations of, and conversations and, and it finally sure. made a decision. Yeah, I mean, when I left there, I wasn't even on bad terms yet, you know. Yeah, right. It was just, it was just. Eventually, I couldn't. Like, unfortunately, there's a bridge burned now, but it just is what it is. Yeah, and um, and I can understand that, and uh, because uh, <laughs> that's I don't know. I, and like I said, I don't have it 100 <laughs> percent figured out. Um, and I know the story, but that's your story, and um. Yeah. What I want to, what what I'm, where I'm going with all this, you know, mumbo fucking jumbo is that today I, I wanted to talk a little bit about my personal growth as a recovering alcoholic addict, if you will, and what's helped me get to the point I'm at now, which has been, you know, for the most part up and to the right or upward and onward. Mm-hmm. Um and overcoming some shit and it's all at for one of the biggest foundational pieces of that is forgiveness mm-hmm. and and i have been forgiven by a lot of people and i don't know if it takes someone to truly be forgiven to understand the power of for forgiving does that make yeah, sense? It does. Cause I also think that one of the hardest things to do is forgive someone. And yeah, it of, is. And one of the hardest things, even one, one, a thing that's even harder than that is to ask for forgiveness. You know, it, that, yeah, that's a very good point. And, and, the, and what, where the rubber meets the road on a, this being like a, wellness and recovery podcast if we have if we label it and categorize it i mean it's a it's a fucking step at aa and na is making amends and forgiving um and asking for forgiveness and that's a because i'll tell you when you're living a life of addiction and a life of alcoholism you fucking accost people because you're you will run over your grandmother in order to achieve the high right um 
you welly well. I hate. I took my head hat off and scratched my head, <laughs> and it shows how fucking bald I am. <laughs> Just in my defense, I I had it. I I won during COVID. I've been wanting it. You yes. know what that means? Yeah. One guard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've had to use my uh, my nut shaver with uh, for my head too. So it's <laughs> <laughs> that's a little gross. My manscaper. Manscaper. Does it have the uh, attachment to get your back? I need that. No, I don't have a hairy back. Um, I don't. I, I don't think. But yeah, that <laughs> maybe a lot. Never mind. Um, anyway, so I got to keep my hat on for those that are watching on YouTube or on Facebook. Um, yeah, the four of you. Uh, but back to forgiveness. Like, I really hate confrontation. And that people are probably maybe surprised about that. Yeah, like, a little I don't, bit. Yeah, I don't. It. I don't know if hate's the right word. I mean, I'll. When I, there's a light that goes off, a light or a light that goes on with me. I've I've just doing a personal inventory that when I get super pissed or protective or and vice versa. When I get protective, flip those, of someone, somebody I care about, especially family, but somebody I care about. I will, I will, I'll, it, it's kind of like a the rattlesnake effect. Like my right. rattle will go off and I'll fucking strike like a fucking, and so do that, have that personality uh, uh, drowning in whiskey, you know, yeah. shit's going to fucking go down. And so you don't really have to worry about Chris Pondoff in a premeditated assault. It'll just be no, no, on, no. in the moment. <laughs> Dude, it's funny you say that. Like, in high school, fuck, I keep saying like. I fucking hate that. Um, I, I, I fucking, spe- you know, I'm not it's a It's like genius, Valley Girl. I'm, I just said like. Yeah. Like Valley Girl. I know. God, that fucking drives me nuts. Anyway, in, in high school, if I was, or whenever, you know, when you get in a fight with somebody, they're like, meet me at fucking 3.30 underneath the willow trees. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm not mad at 3.30 <laughs> underneath the willow trees. I'm going to be pi- I'm pissed right now. Right. Yeah. You won't get me for, for you won't get free me for, for murder one. Uh, yeah. Because that's all premeditated. Yeah. And I'm going down for murder two or manslaughter or uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I get lucky I can get that shit pled. But it's uh, <laughs> listen, I, I'm telling you I, I just um I struggle with the anxiety that comes with the aftermath of that. So even in, you know, the, and I've done so much better getting in fucking Facebook wars with people where it's comment after comment and notification after notification. It fucking, it, 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 it robs your brain and your, my gut, because my guts, <laughs> I call the anxiety basket right because and you know that you feel yep. it right yep and then you're just thinking about it all fucking day and i've really learned to cut that out um for the most part because nothing's getting solved on that but yeah and i've been in and it and i bring that up because i when you when you're using you don't have that filter especially alcohol in my experience and it turns into a hours long ordeal where you're you literally lose your time in the day that you won't get back doing something positive 
or heartfelt or for yourself, selfishly, you don't get that time back because you've been pissed off um, on, in, a, in, a, in a confrontation, in an argument. And that's what I mean when I say that I'm not, I, I hate that shit. I hate confrontation on, on that um, level. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I don't know. Am I making sense here, or am I just oh, fucking? Oh shoot! I, I'm fucking? with you 100 percent because I feel that because I hate confrontation too. I can't do it. Yeah, like and I'll lose it. Right? I will yeah. fucking lose it on on somebody that goes after a friend, and yeah. I, I won't I won't vet the situation sometimes, and that gets me into trouble. But you know, I'm I'm not fucking perfect, right? That's what I we I think I right. that was the disclaimer at the beginning of this thing and so call me out everybody but the other I thing on it. confrontation for me is like i'm i'm really bad about uh when i realize i have to do it i feel like i just come across like a dick like i don't have a good yeah. you know because i think about it too much probably so i'm like i just spit it out and it's not good you know yeah and, and, and as far well. as a, i know i get that and and i know you um well enough that you don't want to be in a, a dickhead to people. No, it's not what you want to be. You don't Mm-mm. enjoy that. No. Some people probably do. You're not one of them. Um, one thing I've noticed too, like fuck, said it. I'm not <laughs> make should be a, a dr- make a drinking game out of it. No, yeah. just don't. Uh, it's club don't soda. do that on this club podcast. Soda. Yeah. No, no, no. Get yourself some uh, well-being beer. Yes, yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, just be bloated on victory, victory wheats. Uh, the, 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 when I, when I, you know, go on my phone and, and pull up, whether it's Instagram or, or Facebook, I don't spend a whole lot of time on Twitter. Uh, Twitter for me is a is just a comedy real show. Um, yeah. In fact, some of my favorite. Uh, almost said that famous actors and actresses are predominantly liberal so they just just tear trump apart right right and one of my one of my one of my favorite actors is that uh he's played stabler in svu elliot stable his name's chris maloney oh yeah yeah yeah. so he's back when svu was good (laughs) yeah every, every time he goes after trump and he's pretty witty and funny about it i will he also was uh was a psycho sociopath, um, bisexual murderer in Oz, the oh, prison yeah, show yeah, on yeah. HBO. And his name was Keller, Chris Keller. So I'll always be like, fuck. But I do say it. I do go, um, I'll tweet Keller's on a Keller's on fire or just, and I call him <laughs> by there. And, and one of this, you know, I'm a big, you know, I'm into my soap operas, right? Yeah. Yeah. As a 36 year old male. I'm into my soap operas, my stories. <laughs> there is a girl that got killed off in The Bold and the Beautiful who's now on Days, and her character on Bold and the Beautiful was named Caroline. And I shit you not, me, her and I tweet back and forth. She's a huge Trump hater. And I tweeted at her one time when she was going off. I, was, I said, Caroline, Caroline's all fired up. And she replied, Caroline straight, don't give a fuck. And we were like, and we were decked. It makes my fucking day, man. I'm on the clouds. I'm like, this fucking girl just tweeted me. Yes. Um, she's hot as, yeah, I mean, I obviously, um, not, yeah. 
I'm, right. sh- I'm shallow when it comes to my favorite actresses. At yeah. least. I'm shallow as fuck. But th- the point is, I-, I pull these social media outlets on, and I feel like nobody in this country is fucking getting laid, man. Nobody. <laughs> Everybody is so pissed off. Like, just go fuck someone or you're, <laughs> you know, and and let out this steam, man, because everybody's pissed off. And what I don't see is any fucking forgiveness or listening. And un- unfortunately, because of this virus, we're, that's the social life for people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're not at bars. We're not at bars or restaurants. You know, for the most part, we're starting to dip our toes in. People are. I mean... In the Midwest, at least, uh, yeah. not ev- you know, and that's the social life we have is on social media, and it, you're you you stick to your bubble and pat each other on the back for agreeing with each other's narratives, and but you don't. There's not a whole lot of there just isn't. Listen, there's a lot of anger, man, and a lot of uh, yeah. or a lack thereof uh, of forgiveness and and listening and for me personally the ability to get from sobriety day number one to today is 2067 it's done a lot i've done a lot of well and i've talked about it too i've been fucking humbled for day after day god humbles me and um i've recognized that and i've grown because of it and for the for my MAGA friends, I'm not saying I'm I'm not with you on a lot of shit, okay? Um, for 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 you, Jeff, <laughs> for my 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 liberal friends, man, I'm listening. You guys don't get it wrong all the time. You can't. <laughs> it's not possible. And um, and for my my friends that are 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 black or brown, I um. Uh, I yeah I, I I believe you like you guys didn't all corroborate your stories of per, of um, being accosted dude for no reason but you, your skin color together and it's not a big fucking conspiracy um and I've contributed uh, indirectly indirectly in the past and it's um it's not okay and I'm I hope you can forgive me and I want to do better I want it better. For Charlie and his classmates, I learned so much by the school Charlie went to, um, and and he he did he was just a kid, and it, it just was an amazing experience. And um, I, I'm listening, and and I've done some some real like I said last week, the self reflecting, and boy was. Um, It was hard to do. It was a tough sure. week. I saw, saw a hockey player named Anson Carter, and I don't want to go all the way back to last week and, and just take the whole sh- the show down that whole road, but Anson Carter, who was a great hockey player, was a big fan of his. Uh, he's an analyst now, and he, w- he was actually big. Um, you know, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of, of the greatest day of my life. Um, not my wedding anniversary and or the adoption day, but when the Blues won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we've done we've done that podcast and I um, actually reshared it yesterday yeah. and I've gotten a ton of feedback. So uh, yeah, it, it, but anyway, he was a he's big. He was a big like that whole series he on NBC. It, 
great analyst and great hockey player. And you don't. He said people are feeling uncomfortable, probably like I have felt last week. Imagine feeling that way for forty six years. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's it was an ev- it's an everyday thing for. Especially, uh, I mean, uh, what I think, uh, which is probably wrong, but for Anson Carter's being a black athlete hockey player in a predominantly white sport, right? Oh, yeah. And I don't know how shit is in Canada, but I'm sure it's um, it's obviously not perfect. And How many how many black hockey players are there? I mean, I remember the Blues used to have a goalie that was black back when I went to a few games. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean really. Jeff, is, his, Jeff, well, we had Grant Fuhrer. Okay, uh-huh. it was a Hall of Famer. So, so see, I don't know anything. I think, uh, <laughs> we did have a backup goalie, and Fred Brathwaite was black. But when I was a kid, there was one black hockey player for the Blues, and his name was Tony McKegney, number ten in the late eighties. And I'm, I'm an '83 birthday, but when I like, so when I started watching hockey players and got obsessed with, you know, numbers and names, and yeah, Tony McKegney was. But right, there's not many. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jerome McGinley was one of the best. Um, uh, he. I don't know if he's been if he's been out of hockey long enough to be elected. I'd have to look if he's in the Hall of Fame yet or not. But he had a Hall of Fame career. Um, yeah, they're just and it's it's I don't know. It's just being a, a minority and then a super and then a minority even more in a in a sport. Um, it was interesting to hear him say that, and it made yeah. it, it connected. And I listened, and I was like, yeah, that makes some fucking sense because last week sucked for white straight boy. Right. Yeah. Um, so the the point is, is uh, in my personal growth, uh, I've done some listening, and the, the first thing you do is realize you don't have it all right. And I, I indirectly, you know, I don't have it on a fucking organization chart, but I, I indirectly have a group of advisors, a group of people that I go to with shit and gets and 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 ninety nine percent of the time. I want to say 100% of the time, but because there hasn't been a time I've been steered the incorrect way. But right. I think I think this group would would feel uncomfortable if I put the infallible label on them, right? <laughs> because most of them are super into fucking Jesus, and they would tell you that there's only one person that's infallible, and et cetera, right? Right, yeah. Um, and, and with that growth and that listening comes a lot of forgiving to and and it and you said it right off the bat that it's so hard to forgive but asking for forgiveness might the, the two those two things are 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 really tough fucking deals and we toss the word around often like just yeah. forgive forgive and forget or i do forgive but i don't forget all that shit you've heard right. all of them right yep <clears throat> but actually doing it i mean because you, you you confront a lot of the hard shit that's in your that you filed away somewhere in your the like the back of your stomach that you try not to dig out and it fucking comes to the surface and you feel the feelings. So it's hard shit, but it's one of the most you know, and I'm no fucking Bible expert. I I, I love Jesus, go to church, I'm faithful as fuck, but I don't know shit about what's in the book um, <laughs> from a, you know, like everybody goes, "Hey, read read that roar, read that brown." Fuck that. Read that pond off, okay? <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Listen to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but God bless those guys and their and, and all their biblical scholars and all that shit. But I do know this, that forgiveness is a big fucking thing that's all throughout that fucking book. And like real life forgiveness. Like, yeah. 
hard, the hard shit. Uh, the, 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 the act. The ask is simple. Doing it's hard as fuck. Yeah, that's right. And, and I'm grateful that it's such a, a big part of recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, such a big part of staying sober. And um, because there's no da- no question about it that when you're truly able to forgive someone, it, it, it quells out that anger. And anger is nothing but a fucking ankle weight. Um, or, you know, walking around with 100-pound bricks tied to your fucking pecker. You know, I don't know. <laughs> and so to be, to be able to forgive... I think is the true antidote to being angry. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. So um, when I continue to do things you don't like, Jeff, you have to forgive me. That's the rules. Okay. All right. And I, I just won't tell you who I vote for ever again. Oh, uh, that's good. Maybe that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, too soon, right? I can't wait to see. Never mind. Okay. Looking God forward bless. to November. Just, hey, 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 have a drink. Have a drink of your coffee. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Have, um, I, I, I'm, I, I have them in my mind. Um, <clears throat> some people that, that I humbled myself before and asked and begged for forgiveness literally after I sobered up uh and there's a couple that come to mind you know and my mom and I have a relationship that's like anybody's probably um where I love her to death I know she loves me she's been walked this walk with me beside me after <coughs> excuse me times of <coughs> accosting her <coughs> excuse me accosting her drunk uh accusing her of things and <coughs> just being a at the time i mean i would say that i was suffering from some, um, a mental illness and a disease and <coughs> she re- was able to recognize that and stayed the course with me and and here we are today. Hmm. <coughs> so that's an easy one. And I know people that listen are probably thinking of that because they most you know, people that listen that know my story, at least. Um, <coughs> but there's some other people that I, I really, uh, when I look back, my behavior was fucking disgusting. And <coughs> I mean, I fucking punched my best friend's father in the f- at, at, at Pitcher's Tavern in Belleville. Oh, my God. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it was actually the last straw of a mountain of straws because then it was the following Tuesday that I checked into rehab. But uh-huh. I was fucking looking for his son who I thought was, you know, talk, oh, he blocked me on fucking to be able to communicate with him. So I went checking every tavern for him. And I think I've told this story. I, I, I busted into... Sullivan's and the Big Daddies and the pitchers. I didn't go to Big Daddies. Fridays, pitchers and pitchers. I was looking in the fucking kitchen. Like these cooks are like, who the fuck are you? I was looking underneath the, you know, in the in the walk-in refrigerator. Thought he was hiding. 
Jeff, I was fucking hammered. Yeah, you ah, must have been, dude. Wasted. And then I went up to his, I saw his, his, his mom and dad, and I went up and knocked the beers off their table from what I've been told. And then I think I, I think his dad is like a father to me. He was trying to calm me down, and I was just pissed off and so, so fucked up over grief that I, uh, I, like, you know, they weren't, you guys haven't been there for me either, and just pity partying and, and, and threw a punch at him. And, mm. I woke up the next morning just sick to my fucking stomach. Uh, somebody I, I <clears throat> before my father died, when I was a you know, drunk and fucking doing a lot of blow, and I, I'm going to have this person on, actually, um, next month. He's like a little brother to me, and I was so fucked up. Him and I got in a bar fight, and, and I started you know, fucking screaming and yelling at his fucking sister, who who was a, you know, his sister's a, maybe on that committee. Um, yeah. She's a real important, yeah. She's a, her and I would like, I don't know if, I guess, high school sweethearts thing, maybe. Um, and then dated through a little bit in college, but I moved away. She, we, and then we just became, we, were, we remained friends for the most part after that. Um, and there were times when, in her and her brother, they they had lost their mother to, to cancer. It was the second time she had cancer, and she was like a second mom, right? But and after she passed away, uh, I think it was after she passed away, or she was really sick. I think no, it was after she passed away. I met his name's Eric uh, out for drinks uh, to be there for him, right? And it turned into a fucking bar fight. We over <sighs> something to, because I was so fucked up. Like said it again. That is the that one sticks to me to this day and mm. um both of them have have forgiven me uh and receiving that forgiveness is i remember that going into rehab i remember that after my father died i remembered it so i was still conscious of it and then i i to this day remember that that forgiveness um which they were hurt by my behavior and hurting already like and I threw this shit on top of them. So being, being, receiving forgiveness from, from people, um, you, you, you know, the power of it, you live it. And that's part of the humility of asking for forgiveness and then being able to, it's like grace. It's like, it, it, the whole pay it forward fucking spiel when you Mm -hmm. when you feel it when you receive it you get it and and you you want other people to to experience it i i I often equate it to a a, a, you know a a minute example but going to a great restaurant um having a great fucking meal and you want to tell all your friends about it you you guys got to experience this steak by the way olive and oak um, Webster Groves, <laughs> best burger, best steak, best food in the country. Uh, anyway, um, that's just a cheap plug. That's fair. That's fair. Fam- family restaurant. Yeah. But you do. You know what I mean? You guys do it. Um, anybody does it. 100%. I, it's, this is funny. I just thought of this. We used to make fun of fucking like all the food pics and people taking a picture of their meals and putting it on Facebook. I fucking miss those days. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> no kidding. <laughs> right? Man. Bring it on. I want to see your steak. Yeah. I want to see your burger. I want to see your pancakes. I want to see your fucking eggplant. I want to see it. <laughs> Food. That's also in the fucking Bible. Food brings people together. Break right. motherfucking bread. Yep. So that's what I equate it to. And... Um, <clears throat> And and I and it's a it's a work in progress. I say that often. Uh, and I need to remain conscious of that daily mm. and remind myself daily. It, <clears throat> I do it for the for gratitude mm-hmm. daily. And <clears throat> and when I say it, it's a huge huge building block in in my personal growth. When I talked about earlier about going up into the right since I since I stopped drinking and stopped partying and all that and, and I haven't laid it out because it sounds I, I feel it comes off arrogant or it comes off hey look at me and, and and I hate when people get the wrong idea of what I'm trying to do but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out as we kind of get close to the end here this this episode I want to lay it out <clears throat> because it's possible for if you're listening and you're fucking at rock bottom and nearing rock bottom. I want to lay it out. I stopped drinking in March of 2014. I turned my life over to not to, to God. And by turning my life over to God, people are like, what the fuck does that mean? How do you just turn it over to God and you mm. start going to church on Sunday and everything turns into magic? No, no, it doesn't fucking mean that. Okay. And the church I go to doesn't ask you to fucking pick, you know, get a, you know, prick your finger, lick your blood, stick your finger up your ass, and then shake your dick. Like, you don't have to do all that <laughs> shit to join this church. It's not a fucking ritual cult. Right. Okay? When I say I turned my life over to God, I, 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 I started fucking listening to the people that, that knew God and, and are also normal people. And that's what I found at the church we go to. And I asked, the, <clears throat> and I... I I didn't sit down with a piece of paper, like I said, create a fucking organizational chart, but I, I, I acquired people in my life that I could go to for, for conversations about things that maybe I'm getting wrong or, or, or that will challenge me mm-hmm. um, in, a, in, in, a, in a good way. And, and, and I, I did not dig my heels in and I listened and, and, and everybody should do this. Everybody should have a group of advisors. Who do you go to for advice for big fucking decisions? And I think that's when I say, I turn on, I got life over to God. I turn my life over to, to seeking counsel on, on shit that I don't know. You, anybody that would do it for a legal thing, they'll get a fucking lawyer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I highly advocate if you have a, if you're struggling mentally or internally, you get a therapist. Right? And not all yeah. of them have it right, okay? So that's why it, there's a fucking a, a committee, right? If, yeah. For lack of better terms, you know? And that—that's what I what I mean by turning it over. So I did that out of rehab and and started. I, I humbled myself because there's nothing more humbling th- it, for me than going to rehab and wearing these fucking hospital scrubs and told when to eat, you know, mm-hmm. when to fucking piss and shit and all that. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's not as yeah. It's, it's what happened rehab. It, you're, you're locked in there. Uh, similar to a jail, um, 
you can leave is a difference. But even if you leave, it's AMA, it's medical advice, right? And your insurance says go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So I mean, there's some severe consequences at the end of the day if you leave. So it is pretty much you stay until they say that you can go. And that is nothing's more humbling than that. And then receiving forgiveness from people that you costed when you were using. So, or when I was using. So then I, I started going to this, this church and I really dedicated myself to it as I was growing in my recovery and gaining confidence in my recovery. And I was chasing a, um, I was, first at first, no fucking way was I even interested in dating anyone um, because I had, to, I had to fix me. Uh, so I put that shit on the back burner. Um, and then after about a year into it, they were like, you need to, Everybody, I'm talking mom and sister. <laughs> and, you know, my husband's wife, who's like, you know, a sister of mine, wanted to create me a profile online and all that shit, right? And do all that online yeah. dating. And then it just. So I let them for five weeks or whatever. And I didn't even communicate with anybody. It was a real shit show. I was just not my deal. A and B, who, you know, you need to be uh, be honest on. So the first thing I was saying, yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Who the fuck's going to pick that? <laughs> Some, I got, yeah. But uh, after, so after I, I, that shut down, I, I had now, uh, but I freed myself of a lot of anger by, by turning my life over to God and, and that counsel and, and getting joy out of being Chris Pondoff again in my best friend's lives and, and watching their kids grow and, and being a part of their lives. And, <clears throat> and, and, and I was just less angry, less angry, less angry. Well, finally I met, I met Ashley, um, at church, go fucking figure. And, and I'm going to tell you it, for me it, at, and I'm, I'm telling people out there that think that they'll never meet someone like, you will. You can. It takes. I didn't think I would ever. Uh, I thought I was done at times with, and it came to like meeting a a person that I didn't know this even type of love and care and commitment even existed until mm. I met her and um, sober. Everything looked different, and then um, and then things like. Charlie being placed with us and I now have a, an adopt he's my son now um, I I don't know if he regrets it or not but the pastor of the church put me up on fucking stage two Easter's ago to try to talk <laughs> about about this personal growth story yeah. and how real it can be and how possible it is when you especially when you feel it's impossible and and I, and I know it has nothing to do with my um, personal sobriety and, and, and recovery and trying to be better and trying to be a kinder person and trying not to be the angriest fucking prick on the planet because at times I was that. God God gave me a Stanley Cup. <laughs> 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 and I and, and I understand that he didn't give me a Stanley Cup, but something happened and 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 and, and I and I love my, my friend Matt Offenberg forever for like I said, he gets naming rights uh 
at my firstborn. He can have a night or two with Ashley if he wants. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope she didn't hear that. Uh, that was wrong. But, you know, <laughs> I'm never buying a car from somebody fucking else in the rest of my life. And, and the way he, he got me to Boston and got to experience that all because he knew how important it was to me and, and divine. But, yep. but everything that happened that night was so fucking divine. His spirits will have a hard time. An impossible time not looking up to the sky and and saying thank you. So, so so you guys can think it's hocus pocus and shit or not. I mean, it to me it's not. Um, to me it's when I say it was divine and a spiritual as fuck moment. And I bring it up again because yesterday was the one year. In fact, today is the one year of me. It really because it was an all nighter. It was my mm-hmm. first fucking two nighter since I was you know pounding my face in piles of white powder. But. Uh, <laughs> And lines off strippers' asses, and never mind. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to finish sentimentally here. Yeah. Um, but I bring that up because it, 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 the foundation of it for me was, hum, you know, humility and forgiveness. Um, and we've talked about humility, and, and today we talked a little bit about forgiveness and and what it can do, and what you guys can do by forgiving someone, and also what you, the power things it does inside your fucking soul um by by asking for forgiveness like jeff said mm-hmm. in the beginning because it's we all <laughs> we all probably have somebody out there that that we would like to forgive us for something yeah, we've done for sure and um and i bet we all have someone that would would appreciate us forgiving them and it's um it's not in the AA book, the NA book or whatever. It's not in that uh, cornerstone of that. It's not a cornerstone of the fucking Christian Bible for no fucking reason. It mm-hmm. does it, it um, and so so when people say they turn their life over to God, well, when I say I turn my life over to God, that, that's the sh- the shit I take out of that book and ter- and it is 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 love, is hope, is forgiveness, is humility, grace. Those things can be tangible. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they're not just something fucking at Hobby Lobby um, <laughs> that look good on your wall or above your shitter. It, it's <laughs> real. It, read about them. Study those words and then tangibly incorporate them in your life. And I'm fucking telling you, you go up and to the right. Um, I, I, I promise that. So. so if there's anybody out there that's listening that it's not about calling me out, but if there's something I'm forgetting and, and that that I need, uh, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm asking for your forgiveness. So, yeah. Um, and also the, to, to kind of finish up, it's definitely, there's probably no better time right now than to practice that because the world fucking needs a whole lot of forgiveness and forgiving. Does that make sense? Just the forgiveness, mm-hmm. right? What the fuck? But I know it's hard, so I'm praying for, for everyone that's going through some shit like that, uh, whether it's now or coming or, you know, 10 years ago. Um, we all have dysfunctional families. I think everybody says my family's dysfunctional. We all <laughs> have dysfunctional families. Yep. And um, and with uh, with years and years of history, uh, but of 
this last week have learned about kindness and forgiveness and what I need to do better about it, uh, about both in regards to a family deal. So it's, it's, it's happened to you. It's happening probably. And it's always going to present its case. So, so give it a shot and, um, and maybe we can stop <sighs> the, the way we're going. It's not, not working. Yeah. You just look outside your fucking window. Um, which is a result of the way it's been. So, so why not try something, uh, try something new. Yeah. Jeff, um, congratulations again, man. Thanks. And, uh, <clears throat> I'm glad we did this. I always have fun doing them with, with just us. Uh, I may have told people last week that we are going to have a guest this week scheduling conflict. So Jeff and I on a Saturday and, um, and we'll uh, try to reschedule that guest. We have a couple coming up that I'm excited about. So, yep. So keep listening, guys. Uh, um, if you if you share it, I know that the podcast numbers are down um, in the U.S. by over 20 percent because nobody's commuting or nobody's driving to work right now, uh, going to the gyms, doing things where they normally listen to podcasts. So we're just going to keep putting them out there and then maybe when you get back in the car you're catching up and, and listening to this and, and I pray that it maybe finds you at the right time um, when you're struggling with, with forgiveness and uh, and we're praying for the world brother aren't we yeah that's right alright well tell Brittany we said hi and congratulations and uh, I will I will see you very soon uh, God bless you man and uh, as always guys let us pray amen If you're struggling or know someone that is, please, please have them check out our podcast and reach out to Chris or me. We want to listen and we're super eager to help. Pondoff's Anonymous is Chris Pondoff and produced by me, Jeff Allen. Our music is Antihero by McCall and Gentle Waters by Wild Wonder. For more information, visit pondoffsanonymous.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram.